Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another season review. This is going to be for the second season of Afterlife on Netflix from Ricky Gervais, of course. Uh, I'm your host, Matthew, and uh, we're going to start off with spoiler-free. We'll go into spoilers in the second half of the podcast, and I'll give you a warning when we get there. So don't worry about spoilers yet, but let's start off with some spoiler-free, not even impressions, just a spoiler-free review, I suppose. Um, I think this is another work of art from Ricky Gervais. I think this is another masterpiece, as you can see from the title, which you probably would have read um, if you've clicked on this review. But, uh, yeah, I... um, yeah, Ricky Gervais just continues to knock it out the park for me with pretty much all the things that he's created. The only thing he's made which I haven't seen all the way through is uh, extras, but I am slowly currently sort of watching that. So I've seen all the other things that he's made, and this joins the um, stack of just excellent stuff that he's made. Uh, of course, this is the second season of Afterlife. Uh, I did review the first season. I believe it was around this point last year, so uh, that was uh, excellent as well. Um yeah i mean this season's more about um not moving on but trying to move on uh you can see from this season um i I, i'm gonna bring up like themes and things in the spoiler free section i don't really think i don't really think that that's um spoilery to sort of do that but i think given you know him kind of how he was all angry last season and uh and that sort of thing in, in in the first season um i think with this season him trying to sort of change himself as a character him trying to sort of move on and not just being like okay i'm over it i'm moving on he's not over what has what has happened and his feelings and things like that but he's certainly you know attempting to move on and i think that was a very interesting way to go for this uh second season and um i think it's done really really well um again ricky just continues to have this ability to somehow literally in the same scenes make you choke up and then laugh seconds later and then choke up and then laugh but it's not done in like a flip floppy sort of we don't know um what tone we're going for you know this tone that the show's going for which is bittersweet and sort of sadness i suppose because there's uh, yeah sad things have certainly happened in the show of course but it's trying to go for that sort of okay we're sad but we can still not have a laugh but we can still get on with things a little bit and somewhat have like like it's sort of like you know when someone's like really really upset or something and they find a way to bring that positivity through uh i think that it, it's a it's a, there's a fine line there as well there's a rate there's a way that ricky could have written this because obviously it's written directed and starring uh ricky gervais and all that created by ricky gervais um there's a way you he could have written the show so much worse to where it would have felt like it flip-flopped with those two emotions and those two emotions really are completely opposite that sort of um happiness that you do see in the show and it's not always happiness that is built off of the bittersweet stuff in the show it's um happiness as well that are things that are flat out funny and then you get scenes where okay this is really sad and kind of depressing in 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 certain ways in different ways and it takes some it really takes some skill to write that like i don't i don't know how underrated this show is maybe considered i mean it's trending number one on netflix it's being talked about online by a bunch of people sure there's people that don't like ricky gervais that's that's fine whatever uh, I, lo- I i love his creations and all that and, and all the work that he's done i think he's an amazing amazing talent in this industry um but uh yeah there's just a way he could have written this it could have just been so much worse and and not clicked and there's a very very fine line when you're writing something like this um because because so, sometimes when somebody would maybe attempt to write something like this 
they would go all one way or all the other to where like it it doesn't try to balance those two different emotions and you you really got to give him credit for pulling off the skill to be able to do that because it's just not easy to do that at all and uh, I think he deserves a lot of credit for that which I think he's gotten a massive amount of credit for to be fair uh, it's not like the show's gone like unnoticed or something but uh it's um I mean how would you describe Ricky Gervais's audience I mean it is fairly big it is very dedicated um but uh, I think, yeah, I think he's, he's he's done very, very well with, with the things that he's made so far. And this just goes along with that as well. Um, but, yeah, moving on with, you know, the theme of attempting to move on and seeing how Tony, of course, uh, Ricky's character, attempts to do that. And how that affects the people around him and how it sort of... Because th- this is definitely more of a character-driven show than a story-driven. Because he works at a newspaper, he goes around taking photos of people that are giving them stories and that's essentially his job and then you've got his home life of course with the nice little dog and all that um and then you've got basically the i guess flashback progression with um tony watching his the the, the videos of his wife and stuff um which is i mean it, it's sort of flashback and i mean he's watching videos from the past i don't know if you'd necessarily call that flashback but i mean there is certain flashback at certain points as well um to certain things but that that all kind of feeds into into itself uh i think he's done another fantastic job of that as well um but uh no i i really really enjoyed it. it's absolutely flew by this uh second season um i think even more so than the first maybe i i, I watched it at the same pace i watched basically two on friday two on saturday two on sunday couldn't quite get the podcast out yesterday and now it's tuesday so um, that's exactly the same way I watched the first season. I watched two on Fridays, two Saturday, two Sunday, and then I believe I did the review on the on the Monday or whatever it was um, before. But uh, I said, I mean, it, it's this 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 joins Netflix's category of short and sweet again. Things like The Kingdom, things like I'm Not Okay with This, uh, two recent kind of examples of those. Um, six episodes, thirty minutes. You get in, you tell your story, you still fill it with. Plenty of emotion, I mean, goodness, if you don't think that there's emotion in this show, I don't really know what to tell you, but, um, yeah, you get in there, six episodes, because it's only, th- what, around three hours total of, uh, of footage that you've got, some episodes like 32 minutes, some are like 25 or whatever, but, but around about three hours, which I, I know is like, you know, the length of quite a long film, it's almost the length of, what, Avengers Endgame or something, but for TV... Um, it's just a bit different, isn't it? Um, I mean, I was I was on episode four at one point. I was like, oh wow, I'm already over halfway through through the series. So it absolutely flew by. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, very very emotional stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm also quite impressed with, without spoiling things, um, how they took some of the smaller characters this season and developed them. Like genuinely surprised me because I didn't really expect that. Because uh, I thought that the series would mainly lean on. How we, I mean, it it does lean on this, but it leans more also on some of the side characters this season. But it definitely leans on like, okay, Ricky's had his um, immediate kind of grievance, I suppose you could say, because he's obviously he's not over Lisa. Like that's not not what I'm trying to say, or whatever. But it's now he's now got past the first stage, possibly is what I mean. Um, and now he's attempting to move on. So I think that that's done really, really as well, re- well as well. But uh, yeah, excellent acting, excellent, de- uh, excellent directing and writing and just, just everything. So uh, it's another big hit from uh, from Ricky Gervais. So 
Um, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, go into the skip, don't skip kind of rating. Obviously, I've given this a don't skip. I think this is still a must-watch must uh, television show. Because, um, you know, there's a certain scale that is in there in terms of skip or don't skip. I think this is definitely a must-watch, uh, must-see TV show. Definitely don't think it's a hidden gem. I wouldn't really put it as that, uh, you know, it's trending on Netflix. Um, that's not an easy thing to do because there's so many things on there. But, uh, yeah, definitely a must-watch thing. Definitely don't skip this. You know, obviously, if you've seen the first season, then this is going to be an excellent continuation of that as well. And uh, just more excellent stuff from Ricky Gervais. I'm really, really excited to see what he does next. I have a feeling that this this show's probably got one more season. Because um, it usually does, what, two seasons of things and then does some specials or maybe does a third season. I can't quite remember with everything. Uh, he did th three seasons of Ricky Gervais' show... He did, what, two seasons of The Office and then, like, some Christmas specials or whatever. Uh, Derek, I think, had two seasons and then some specials. So maybe we just get some specials, but I just got a feeling this has got one more season in it, and that's probably it. Whether or not it's, like, a three-episode season or something really, really short. Uh, or maybe it's just, like, a two-episode part um, sort of final special, whatever. But it, there's there's going to be one more, probably, edition of this. There's no way Netflix is cancelling this show, although obviously I could be wrong, they've cancelled some big things in the past, but it, you know, it feels like this is going to be a one more, uh, one more go kind of thing, so uh, definitely recommend it, and uh, go and check it out, so there's my kind of spoiler free review, and um, yeah, I'm going to go into some housekeeping now, um, if you of course haven't seen um, season 2 of Afterlife, uh, you don't need to leave just yet, I'll give you a spoiler warning when I actually get into spoilers, but uh, I'll see you in a minute for some other stuff. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, another Let's Play Sundays episode for Moss on PSVR. This is the third of the four Let's Plays that are going to be coming out. Of course, the fourth and final one, which will also be episode 40 of Let's Play Sundays, will be released on this Sunday. So have a look at that as well. Great game on the PSVR. Um, did another TV talk last week with me, Robert and Bex. We talked about Tiger King, the other Netflix show, or I talked about the one episode, which is the only one that I will watch. Uh, Bex talked about the boys and a bunch of other stuff, and... Um, Robert talked about uh, the masked uh, singer, sorry, on uh, I think Fox in in the US, and of course it's on ITV I think over here. 
so we talked about that and I also gave a lot of praise to uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist as well, rightfully so, uh, excellent, excellent TV show over there. Uh, gaming Talk last week as well, we talked about Crisis Remastered from Crytek, if you remember those games, they are getting remastered for the, uh, the PS4, PC, Switch and Xbox One, so you can look out for those probably in the summer or something. Uh, there's going to be a Peaky Blinders video game, obviously based on the BBC uh, slash Netflix uh, TV show, so that was looking interesting as well. And we also do- talked about some um, next-gen stuff about delays of the consoles and things like that, so uh, you can have a listen to that as well. Uh, on the Run is continuing on HBO Season 1 Episode 2 called Kiss. Uh was last week's episode. I will be covering Episode 3 uh, late on Wednesday, so have a look out for that as well. Uh, reviewing Westworld for Westworld Season 3 Episode 6, we'll be covering Season 3 Episode 7 on Wednesday, and then we'll just have one more episode left next week, uh, which will be Season 3 Episode 8 for the Season Finale. Uh, Better Call Saul had its Season Finale Season 5 Episode 10, uh, and it will be back at some point. We don't know when exactly, obviously, because of things that are going on at the moment, but we suspect between a year or two. Uh, for that, but that was season five, episode ten for the last one for Better Call Saul season five. Um, some segments that I broke out of the um, of some previous podcasts. Uh, me and Barry recently did a, a horror podcast, and one of the things that I discussed in there was my top ten favorite horror films. So you could listen to that little segment as well. Uh, also did a DC podcast with Barry recently. Uh, one of the things that we talked about in there, one of the segments that I've broken out into its own thing is the uh, DCEU film ranking, so going from Man of Steel to Birds of Prey, but excluding the Joker, of course, because that's not part of the DCEU. Uh, we also discussed the Batman, the costume, casting, the film itself, all that sort of stuff, so we talked about that as well. Chat podcast from March, talking about uh, Entertainment Talk's most successful month, which was March, um, and also talked about in the second half how the coronavirus could eventually affect Entertainment Talk, given the fact that things aren't filming at the moment, but what are the plans uh, for that situation? I discussed all that on there as well, and that's pretty much what's been happening on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Alright, I'm going to go into spoilers for Afterlife Season 2, and there are some big ones here. So, if you haven't seen Season 2 of Afterlife, you're going to want to leave now. If you're listening on a podcast player, go into that, press pause, watch Afterlife, it won't take you too long, and then come back and listen to the rest of this. If you're listening on the uh, website, either press the homepage button or press back, and that should shut the podcast off. As well, so I'm going into spoilers now. Um, so yeah, we had, of course, the passing of um, Tony's dad this season, uh, Ray. Thought it was interesting the way that that was done. You know, Ricky gets there and he gets his phone call from uh, what's her name, Emma, uh, the 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 nurse who, of course, is looking after um, Ray, Tony's uh, yeah, Tony's dad, and everything. And of course, they got something going on between them. They haven't quite sort of figured that out. I guess, although they sort of did, she sort of agreed to the Groundhog's Day sort of thing, I'll get to that in a minute, um, but yeah, of course he passed away, and I thought it was interesting with, you know, because he's watching the show that the newspaper sort of put together and all that, and uh, gets the phone call from Emma, says, you know, you need to call me and all that, or gets a text rather saying you need to call me and all that, and you get this very kind of, I don't know if muted response is the right word to use, but this very kind of like, Okay, he saw this coming. You know, he's been been sick for a while. I think he said four years or four months or something. I can't remember exactly, but it was it was some length of time, and uh, yeah, kind of said to everyone, "Look, I don't want any sympathy and and everything like that." I thought that was interesting and really well done from Ricky as well, uh, the way that was all acted and everything. Um, but yeah, obviously you get the kind of breakdown at the end of the season, which we'll talk about uh, in a little bit. But I thought it was interesting, like. Because with his wife in the first season, when he was dealing more with the passing of of her, then 
Uh, of course, he's still dealing with that, obviously, for you know the rest of his life. But uh, yeah, he would often break down more. And I, I suppose with human emotions, you get to a certain point where you've faced so much grief. Um, you know, the passing of his wife, now the passing of his dad, and he's already feeling kind of down and, and all that sort of thing, and depressed and stuff. And sometimes for certain people, of course, Tony in this situation gets to a point where they face so much that it's sort of like, okay, I'm beaten down already, I'm not going to like have a breakdown. And then at some point later on, again, depending on the person, but in this situation, Tony does do this, uh, breaks down later on, and we see him uh, contemplate suicide as well, or pretty much go to commit suicide really he was gonna put those he said it was he said to um that woman um that like okay they were sleeping tablets we never saw that for definite i don't know if he was lying about that i can't remember exactly if there was if it was revealed what they actually were at some point they might have been sleeping tablets but they were they were pills nonetheless and uh, he goes to take them and it's only because is it the postman that knocks at the door someone knocks at the door at the end don't they um but yeah, that could have. I mean, that could have. I mean, that would have been the end of the series, pretty much, wouldn't it? Because how would you do this show without Tony? Um, but I thought that was interesting. The way that was all tied together, you know, the the relationship with Emma. They weren't really sure what they were going to do there, um, and it was more about um, her looking after Ray and all that sort of thing. I thought that was done really well as well. Um, if I'm to point out some weak stuff for the season, because I still think this is a masterpiece work of art and pretty flawless. I can't remember his name, but the guy who I pointed out from last season, um, the one, the one that tries to do the jokes all the time. I can't. I'm looking through the cast list here. I can't see his name here. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't see his name. Um, is it Brian, a hoarder who, above all, wants to appear in the local newspaper later, hired to de- to deliver the paper? Is it Brian, the one who, the, the one with the kind of not long black hair, but sort of yeah, the one with the black hair who's always kind of going in the newspaper and is always trying to make really bad jokes and all that sort of thing. I th- I'm sure his name is Brian. Um, yeah, I just continue to find him a weak point of the series. And um, this isn't me kind of knocking the show, but he doesn't really, he hasn't really had any development. Like, he's sort of stayed the same for the most part. Like, he sort of, he sort of recognised this season to, like... I don't know, try differently, but he's still ultimately doing the same things, and, um, like, I don't find the character annoying specifically, he just doesn't do anything useful for the series, I suppose, and that's not a knock on the actor or whatever, it's just, I don't find that character, I get why he's kind of in there, he's meant to be this out of place, kind of awkward guy who's trying too hard, basically, but, like, nothing that they really do with him worked for me in this season or the the other season it's called david earl listed as the actor let me just highlight his picture here um yeah i think that that's that's him yeah um but yeah just it it just doesn't work what they do with him i don't i i I don't know what to even suggest for them to him maybe just just give him some but give him some character development in some way and make him change a little bit. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know what they should need to really do with him. I don't want him to like be written out or whatever, like to never show up again, um, and to just sort of dismiss the character. Because I know that Ricky's very capable, obviously, of um, doing character development. And that's not a knock on like Ricky's writing or anything. It's just the character just doesn't just doesn't really work. And I know the character's not really supposed to work. So, like, like, it's not someone you're supposed to sort of root for or like specifically, but I just would like something different 
from that character. But um, yeah, that's 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 the weak point of the series again. Is uh, is Brian? Uh, moving on to some other stuff. Um, yeah, I kind of touched upon a, a bunch of different stuff there. Of course, you had the big scene with the the suicide and that. And given the fact that like this hadn't been renewed for a third season, that could have been. Uh, the end of Tony. I didn't think it necessarily would be, but there was the threat. There was the threat and the possibility that you couldn't really count out necessarily. Um, and that was that was the. I want to say that was probably the hardest scene of the whole series to watch. Um, just because you know this this guy's been knocked down again. He's been trying all season long. I don't know how much time in terms of actual real showtime that, that that it's been but he's tried really hard this season to like get back on the right sort of path or get him get get himself on a sort of better path and not be just kind of rude to everyone and he kind of says that to um who does he sit on the bench with uh i can't remember but um oh there we go and uh, an older lady um i'm reading the description here i'm not you know, calling an old lady, uh, an old lady and widow who Tony meets at the graveyard. Yeah, the one that he sits basically on the bench with, uh, and has some very very cool conversations with, or not cool, but interesting conversations with. Um, that's where you get some really rich kind of character development and stuff. Because you don't correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't really see her. Um, outside of those scenes, apart from the funeral at the end, where she sort of shows up and asks Tony if he's okay. Um, but I thought that yeah, that that's a way of having. A character in very very few scenes. Well not in very few scenes. But in the same scene kind of over and over again. But developing her and Ricky. Sorry not Ricky. And Tony sorry. Um, in the same way in the same scenes. So I think that's that's quite effective. But uh, yeah like I said. Going back to the whole. Um, su- attempted suicide kind of scene. Uh, or near attempted sort of suicide. Um, that was the most effective scene of the whole series for me. Uh, I mean, it's quite, most of this is definitely obviously effective, but um, yeah, that was uh, that was probably one that got me choked up the most because you didn't know if he was gonna um, go through that. And obviously, you got the dog barking and urging him not to not to do it and, and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, really, really tough stuff, t- tough uh, stuff there. But uh, I thought that was really, really incredibly well done. And that's again, that's some really, really sensitive storytelling that you're doing there. Like some really sensitive stuff. And uh, again, I thought Ricky pulled it off um, very well with the writing and acting and all that. Um, speaking of Postman, he's list- uh, Joe Wilkinson listed as Postman Pat. I can't remember his name being called out specifically in the show, but I'll just call him the Postman. Yeah, second season gives development to a postman. Didn't think I'd really say that, um, you know, because he obviously meets up with um, Roxy, the as they call her, the sex worker, uh, Daphne, aka Roxy. Uh, I'll just call her Roxy. I'm pretty sure that's what, that's what they call her more in the series. Um, but yeah, of course they get, r- agree to go on this date in quite strange and funny circumstances. This is probably some of the funniest stuff of this season, particularly. Um, <laughs> it's the way like okay oh has she got um I, th- I think it was tony that said to him said to said to the postman like oh would that be a deal breaker if she had aids or whatever and he's like no no, no that's fine uh, i thought that was brilliant as well that that was easily the funniest stuff of the, all, all of that sort of storyline uh was easily the funniest stuff of the season i thought um and yeah they gave character development to a postman they put him on a date and these are two side characters, kind of, um, you know, and they, they put them together and it worked out really well. I thought that their date was, was quite fun and quite quite entertaining to watch and all that and they agreed to see each other later and 
I love his attitude towards because most people will be like, oh, I can't believe you do that, and you know all this sort of thing, whatever. I like his attitude towards it, especially when like, um, was it they finish the date and he's like, oh, shall I walk you home? And she's like, no, I've got to go off to work, and they both know what that means. And he's like, all right, I'll see you later. I just like his kind of gentlemanly, I I suppose attitude towards it because he comes across, but he came across before that as kind of not really a pig, but just a sort of meh kind of person you know just a sort of average guy or whatever and uh, i thought that that worked really really well so um that was good um so yeah really really enjoyed all, all everything that they did there with roxy and uh and the postman and i'm looking forward to more of that potentially in again whatever we get after this season whether it's specials or a third season we'll have to wait and see of course uh you have um james uh june's son who starts working at the um newspaper I thought that stuff was okay. I thought it it worked well. I was more interested in um, oh what's the what's the guy's name in there? Um, let me see if I can find his name here. It's not Matt. Of course, we've got Matt stuff to talk about as well. Not Valerie. Um, can't find his name here. Not George. Not Robbie. Not Brian. Can't find his name. The guy who the guy who goes around with Tony. And uh, takes the pictures of those people for the newspaper, but uh, I, I liked all that. I thought that was that was fairly well done, um, and uh, yeah, I thought that was that was some pretty good stuff. So, uh, want to talk about um, yeah, I guess kind of the final piece, I suppose, is um, what have you got? Oh, is it Lenny, photographer at uh, Tambury? Gazelle, yeah, it's t- Lenny, isn't it? Yeah, he's a photographer, of course. Uh, so Lenny, when he was involved with with all that, so I thought that was good. I've got a really long cast. It's surprising how many characters there is in this series. Now that I'm kind of looking up and down at the cast list, um, so I thought that was good as well. Um, well, that's that's a good thing as well. But uh, what was I going to move on to? Uh, Kath, uh, when she shows some interest in Matt, the boss at the newspaper, I thought that was good, well done as well. Uh, and of course, you've got basically him. And this awful, awful therapist. I mean, I don't know if you could call him a therapist, really, at this point. He's, you know, he was going on more at Matt about, <coughs> excuse me, at, at um, his own problems as opposed to what uh, Matt was actually going through. Um, but uh, I like the way that that got kind of ended somewhat, where it's like, okay, I'm just going to sort of leave now, you know, given what uh, the attitude of the therapist. I thought that was that was done well as well. So, um, I think that's pretty much everything. I'm going a little bit longer here than what I kind of intended to. Uh, I know that there's a lot to discuss this season, surprisingly, with six episodes at 30 minutes each. But, uh, lots of interesting characters going forward in the series. Um, you know, I thought everything was done very well, apart from the Brian stuff, which I won't, uh, sort of hark on too much or whatever. They just need to kind of give him something different to do, I suppose. But, um... Yeah, every character, if not most of the characters, were interesting this season. I thought they all had really great character development this season. Um, I thought what they did with Tony was great and brave as well. Because, um, I mean, I say brave because it really takes something to write a story that's this sensitive. So, uh, that was well done as well. So, there you go. But uh, what did you think of this season of Afterlife? Do you think it's better or worse? Um, for me, I'm I'm not really sure. Season 1 was really, really great. Like... I don't know, I think season 1's a slight notch above this. Um, but I still think that the second season's really, really excellent as well. So, uh, not knocking the second season at all, which was the first season. I think the first season was a slight notch above 
this uh, second season. So that's that as well. But uh, yeah, what do you think of this uh, second season? Do you think it's better, worse? Uh, what do you think of Brian? What do you think they could do with him? Um, do you agree with my kind of thoughts on the different characters and that? Um, what did you think of the final scenes themselves with Sony, Tony and the whole suicide stuff? Um, and uh, yeah, let me know what you thought of the season and all that. Uh, Matthew and Entertainment Talk.org, Twitter, eTalk UK is a contact page and information in your show notes. Yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, Afterlife in the future. Like I said, I suspect that we'll get one more edition of this uh, or addition to this story, whether it's two sort of special episodes or or another se- one more last season. I think we get one more edition of the show nonetheless. So we'll see what uh, Ricky and Netflix decide to do. Because ultimately it's kind of... I mean, it's ultimately up to Netflix. They could cancel this if they wanted to. But, uh, you know, it depends what Ricky wants to do as well. Because this isn't going to be something that runs for five seasons. So, uh, we shall see. But uh, you can find all the rest of the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, if you want to support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk, we're on Patreon. Please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers. Amazon affiliate link. Um, if you want to um, buy stuff on Amazon, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds, please write a review and subscribe to those. Make sure you get subscribed so that you get sent new episodes. Um, what's the other thing as well? Uh, yeah, word of mouth, please tell people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. That really helps us out as well. Social media, please share them on Facebook and Twitter. And if you can, put them in different Facebook groups. Uh, streaming, you can watch Bex on um, Twitch. That's Trista Bytes, B-Y-C-E-S. Uh, Trista Bytes on Twitch and on YouTube. Check her out over there as well. Um, I sometimes stream on Twitch as well, and so does David. Uh, Mixer, if you want, want to watch the FIFA streams, uh, I've got a Mixer streaming channel as well. And uh, Robert sometimes streams on Mixer as well. And of course look out for Let's Play Sundays as well. So thank you all very much for listening. And I'll see you next time. Goodbye.